Would either of you have any need for a 36-volt Black & Decker battery with a charger? I don't know what it came with. It came right. with a house. And so I'm like, should I? <laughs> I don't have I feel a Black, like if I, Black & Decker stuff. My dad's coming this weekend. I feel like if I told him I threw this away, he'd be like, oh, you never throw a battery away. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to our Film Fathers Podcast, the definitive podcast about fatherhood, film, and fatherhood and film. This is Jelani, and with me as always are Agent Johnson and Special Agent Johnson. No relation. Martin and Brady. Welcome to the party, pal. Oh, man. I can't fucking believe this. Another basement? Another elevator? How can the same shit happen to the same guy twice? I should have seen it coming a mile away. This is never about revenge. It's about a goddamn heist. This week, we celebrate our 100th episode with the movie that essentially was the motivation for this podcast to start in the first place. We focus on the best movie dad out there, the one and only John McClane. Not only did we start with Die Hard, the best and baddest Christmas movie out there, but we watched all five movies in the franchise. The shit we do for our kids. It only took us 100 episodes to get here. <laughs> only. It wasn't intentional, but I feel like we did it right. I think this, I, it's, it's, like once, it's like a movie where you're like, yeah, that's exactly how it was supposed to end. Right. It's just like, oh, we'll, we'll get it. We'll get there. We'll get there. And then, yeah, all of a sudden it was, uh, hey. It was upon it, us. It's actually you who realized yeah. that. I mean, I think we probably would have pulled it out, but you were all over it that our 100th was coming up. And yeah. I didn't even think it was that close, but I'm like, all right, we should start planning for this. Right? The extravaganza. I'll start with that. Does it feel like we've been doing this for 100 I wouldn't Nights. say. <laughs> <laughs> it it was if it if it does it it's been an easy it's yeah. been an easy hundred. I, I mean I, we should probably ask Jelani yeah. if it feels like he's edited a hundred episodes. It's true. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean there were some there were some weeks where it was just like oh my gosh I gotta get this thing done. Yeah. But um yeah I mean I, thank you to both of you guys for jumping on this because this was just an idea. I know Brady you were kind of the catalyst. You're like hey. You're not fucking doing anything. Why don't you do a podcast? Catalyst or not, it was more. I think in all of us and everyone out there could learn the lesson of like you just got to do stuff every once in a while. Yeah, yeah. Just create. Just do. There's it. a there's an argument that none of us have time for this, but yet we find time to do. Yeah. It, so and I don't think any of our relationships have suffered. I don't know. Maybe we'll like, probably find out in the long run. But <laughs> I think we know by now. Um, <laughs> our kids, if our kids or our uh, significant others were like, stop doing it. Mary still thinks it's awesome. I think. That yeah, we that's do, what I mean. So. Like, I don't think it's. I don't think that's suffered too much. So. No, my kids actually. I'm like, all right, guys, I I, I gotta. Good night. I got to go. Podcast? Yep. Yeah. (laughs) Same. Yeah. My kids ask every week, what are you doing at this week? Well, yours have been on it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I would say it's also interesting, like, seeing, like, my parents. I saw them uh, a couple weeks ago, and they were like, hey, we really liked this episode, or we didn't like that episode. Like, so they're listening now, and and it makes it, you know... It validates the fact that you know I'm putting in time for this and stuff. So, but yeah, it's been fun. I can't believe it's been a hundred episodes. hundred episodes. That's wild. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> Let's keep going. Let's keep yeah. going another hundred. So, Chilani, the impetus of, uh, of 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 at least from your vantage point, I believe. Yeah. So honestly, it was really going to be this and taking John McClane as a dad versus Brian Mills from the Taken series, and we'll get through this, but. I have I have a a new number one dad. Oh, not John McClane or Brian Mills. <laughs> I think going down the line, and I'll I'll save save it for the end. But okay. But this was yeah, Teaser. this was the catalyst <laughs> yeah. of trying to figure out okay who is the best movie dad 
best action dad. And, you know, I, you have to start with John McClane because like Die Hard was a movie that I remember watching with my dad, like when I was like 10 or 11. And then the other one, which is probably not ready for the podcast to show our kids, although it might be the movie I want to show my kids is Predator. Yeah. Um, Because I want them to love it just as much as I do. Yeah, that's a... Wait till they got to get a little older. Yeah, that's going to be the litmus test. Like, if you can sit through this and you enjoy this, then you can stay in the house. Otherwise, (laughs) we'll find you another family. Have you guys seen... I don't want to go too far off topic, but have you guys seen The Predator, the Shane Black? I've seen him. One? You see, yeah, it's. it's I haven't good. seen them all, but I've seen a couple. Of I watched it recently, ones. and I was pleasantly, pleasantly surprised. I actually didn't hate the one that it might be Predators. Yeah, I think with so. With Adrian Brody, yeah, Adrian Brody. Okay, I didn't hate I, it I like though. The, yeah, I, I like was just Predators like, oh, a lot okay. More. I didn't. I, I was expecting a full on like <laughs> blasphemy, and didn't get that. So, but yeah, I, I agree. I think the, I think Predator is just, yeah, just a great film, like oh, yeah. in many, many, uh, many regards. An all timer for a. A generation, yeah, absolutely. Um, I think you're to what you touched on, and Martin, you said, have your kids seen any of the diehards? Like, is this something that's going to res- resonating with kids, or is it the diehard? They, yeah, they haven't they haven't seen it. Mine haven't seen them yet. Uh, we'll we'll see. Like, I I want them to to love them, but we'll I don't know if I don't know if it'll be the same thing for this generation. We touched on it on the intro there, Christmas movie. Yeah. Yes. I I do love that yeah. that argument, and it's kind of old now. Probably you know sure. it's, it's many years old, but I still do I do watch it every Christmas, probably for the last uh, last couple for sure. I think it plays. I mean, you can you can fight and argue with people all day about anything. So yeah. if you want to battle people on this, fine. But if you want to just enjoy a fun movie that takes place around Christmas time, then watch this. It has Christmas music, yeah. As, yeah. as mentioned by Argyle. This is Christmas music. <laughs> right. Mary, uh, she commented on it. She's like, oh, there is Christmas. Mm-hmm. Kind of, she, she recognized the Christmas pieces that were there. So, And it's Christmas in L.A., so there's never snow or yeah, anything. Right. So it's that's, that's fine. anyone's fault but the climate. <laughs> uh, speaking of which, real quick before, because it'll it's just a tidbit. Best Argyle? Argyle the chauffeur or Uncle Argyle from Braveheart? Oh. <laughs> that's it that's all, all i got for argyle for our, that was our 50th episode <laughs> <In> cinema <laughs> yeah that I, was our 50th we got an argyle every so 50 to to just continue on the argyle and we'll just drop him after this but the actor that plays argyle yeah is the little kid in blues brothers that ray charles shoots the gun at when he tries to steal a guitar but I've seen him in other things too. He's been in some other he movies might in be, the but 80s. I know, like that's I, I, that's I one that I've seen him in. And funny, looked that up, but I grew up a little bit from that one. Are I, you a Blues Brothers fan? I do. Oh, you like the, Blues the Brothers? first all one? Right, all right, yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, I don't, I don't <laughs> even, is there a yeah? I guess there's a 2000 <laughs> there is, or something like there that. Is Blues Brothers 2000. 2000. Yeah, none of that. None of that for me. But do you guys, I I mean, I love this movie. I assume you both love it as well, right? Still love, still love, yeah. and every yep. time you watch it, it just it, it never fades. Right? It's been a couple of years for me, but I don't. No, still, there was full on enjoyment. Yeah. I mean, there's some I, I can recognize, you know, some campy parts here and there, yeah. but I think that those are like endearing in mm-hmm. this situation as opposed to mm-hmm. annoying and or uh, kind of like a turnoff. So yeah. it's the I mean, it's the template, right? For which and and like the the litmus test from which every other movie after it was was yeah. made and and, almost, and modeled after almost. <laughs> I don't mean these diehard movies. I mean well, almost any action movie. I'd say four for five, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> and maybe there's a there's a rhyme or a reason for uh, for that. But yeah, yeah. And I think as we mentioned or highlighted before, Predator was a movie that came out before this. You had the same director, John McTiernan, is the director of both of them. I love John McTiernan. 
because he did this. He did Die Hard 3. He did uh, the Thomas Crown Affair. Uh, the last one he did was Basic, which isn't bad. Ooh, mm. Travolta? Yeah. Travolta and Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah. And uh, who's the girl? I know who it is. Could you get it? Connie Nielsen? Yes. I didn't think you were going Connie Nielsen. <laughs> <laughs> There's another girl. Uh, okay. Well, that's who, I, that's who I remember off the top of my head. Rosalind Sanchez is the other one in there. Oh, okay. But yes. Uh, so love McTiernan. Just like the way that this whole movie was structured and the way it just hits all the beats and it goes through like every little bit of it. You're just like, yes. I just had a smile on my face the whole time watching it. I'm like, yes, this part and this part. And you see the character development, even though they're just bit pieces here and there, they're just enough to like, yep, that's all I needed of Ellis or that's all I needed of Holly. And then, you know, just going through and seeing, you know, we, we just finished watching the Harry Potter series Mm -hmm. with the kids. Alan Rickman. So Alan Rickman, right. And like, Oh, this is is Snape way before he was at Hogwarts. This movie, he's not Snape without it. First movie. What do you you mean? Die Hard was his first film. Oh, really? He was a stage actor and McTiernan saw him and was like, this is our, this is our villain. And Rickman wanted, it's like, I do not want to be a villain in a movie. Let alone his first, but he had yeah. been. This had been in Hollywood, Hollywood for like a couple of weeks, literally cast in Die Hard, and then from there he was somewhat typecast. But he he obviously found his way out of that and had yeah. a whole, very long career. Yeah, have you guys seen um, the the movies that made us thing that they have, that they did on this on yeah. Netflix? Which yeah. was it was it was fun fun to watch and see some of those things. Like they initially, I think, said they were going to have have them be terrorists, um, but then right. they're like, yeah, we'll just make them bank robbers. It'll just be easier for everyone to understand. <laughs> I, I think that's the right call too, and I, it makes for that great line when Rickman's just like. Who said anything about us being terrorists? Right. You know, like uh, I just, I, I just, yeah, I love those those kinds of things, like uh, about this movie. It just, right, and then it, like you said, it, it makes it more playful. And then when they're given their demands and they're, you know, following, that's what I love. <laughs> like they hit, he's like, oh, we're just gonna have them follow the the playbook. If we were terrorists, like we need to release these political prisoners. He's like yeah. Asian Dawn. He's like, oh yeah, I, I, <laughs> I read about him. Read about him. Minutes. Minutes. <laughs> yeah. Or saw him on sixty yeah. minutes. Yeah, just making up stuff. Humor, right? We always talk about it. Yeah, it's but, a crucial element, yeah, and you and kind of a said lot of it the here. template is there, and I, I think that is why there's comic relief in a lot of action movies, and why people this was at least a part of the realization that it works. That wasn't the first time it ever happened. Oh, yeah, of course, but it's done really well. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it was it you, Martin. I told you I get sucked into those Gerard Butler movies yeah. that are uh, Legend or Olympus has fallen, Olympus is fallen. Yeah. London has fallen, something's fallen. And <laughs> someone I, I don't remember if it was one of you or not who were like, yeah, it's like. It's like a, a modern day kind of like diehard version. And I'm yeah. like, it really kind of is. It's like that's the template, and they just have turned it into a different type. It's right. It works. Yeah. If it's if it's done even remotely decently, it's it works. It's enter, it's an entertaining hour and a half. Yeah. Yep. The super cop aspect, right? Well, I think the plain not a superhero. He's a plain, he's, he's plain an average guy. guy, yeah, average guy right. yeah. Who you know who just finds himself in the wrong wrong moments over and over again, and is willing to do what he has to do. Theory, you know, right? Yep. All right. That's it. all. That's that sums up. Wrong place, the wrong time. Wrong place. <laughs> it's on my tombstone. And then, yeah. Also, this is the what launched Bruce Willis into you know being a action hero. It um, came from he was filming Moonlighting at the time, right? And so much so that they didn't know that they would bank on him, so that the the posters only had the Nakatomi Building. Yeah. And didn't even have him on the poster because yeah, they weren't sure people would go see right him as the as the lead. Uh, on that. They also he got an unheard of at the time five million dollars for this. Was it in bearer bonds? Approved by <laughs> none other than Fox President Rupert, Rupert Murdoch. Murdoch. 
Who was um who, who were who, do you know do you have a list of who they initially It was a lot. It was um, a lot of people, right? They like it, ran it by every I mean every like main. the big action Schwarzenegger like pat I mean some of the bigger action stars passed. Eastwood so Clint Eastwood and we I don't know if you're going to talk about this or not but so it's based on a novel. Yeah. Um, and Clint Eastwood had the rights to the novel Nothing Lasts Forever yeah. and almost was going to make a film based off that in the 80s. It just never happened. And so eventually the rights got shifted on and were out there. And then Willis took it after De Niro turned it down. And Willis had just uh, been turned down to play the Charles Grodin role opposite De Niro in Midnight Run. Midnight Run. And they both, Which I just watched for the first time. they both opened on the same weekend. Oh, okay. Ironically. Huh. So. Maybe that's why that. Maybe that's why it took me that long to watch Midnight Run. I've never seen it. Yeah. When Grodin died, was that this year or last year? I, uh, I know. Yeah. I was talking about. I was like, oh, I always was going to watch it. I yeah. just never did. It was on some streaming, so I watched it. Yeah. It was. It was it's okay, it, but it's oh, definitely dated. Revered probably more than it needs to be. Yeah. It might. It, it might be that way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For me, and maybe if I watched it as a kid, I would have nostalgia, but I didn't have any of that, so I was like, yeah, I didn't. I didn't have a huge list, but I, I mean, I, multiple things I saw it was like pretty much pick a pick an action star from back in in 87 86 mm-hmm. when this was coming around and they asked were, it wasn't gonna i mean bruce willis was definitely not uh, on that list yeah because it's a bit based on a book i think the previous book was made into a movie by uh sinatra yeah the detective they, yeah. by roderick thorpe yeah and they initially thought about putting sinatra in the role and then they in were his like 70s yeah he was 70 he's not gonna be able to make this and then yeah. i heard like jack lemon wanted the role too <laughs> and they were like no you're I mean, too old too. In some alternate reality, there's <laughs> there's a version of Die Hard with Jack Lemmon starring. I think we're all better off that we're on this one. I mean, so, um, the career, yeah, that this launched is pretty amazing. For like, sure, Bruce Willis is one of our one of our greats. You know, right. at least at least for us, you know, for probably people our age, and uh, well, it's right that ascension is mm-hmm. right in our youth mm-hmm. and throughout our movie going Correct. and movie watching yeah. life. So yeah, he's a big part of, of me growing up watching movies. Ignore the tail movies. end of, <laughs> of his movies. Yeah. But he's, you know, he's been in, we've already done some of his movies. We, yeah, we, we did, did ransom. Was that, what was that once? Hostage. 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 Sorry. And then, uh, the remake of death wish of death, death wish. wish. <laughs> right. <laughs> but it, it all was comes also back to Armageddon. Death wish. Yeah, and Armageddon. And Armageddon. Oh, yes. And then there's more. I'm sure he'll come up again because, he, you know, it's he does. He has some awesome movies that he was a part of. And I don't know that I would say that he's a great actor, per se, but he's kind of perfect. Yeah, he's perfect playing Bruce Willis. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully we'll do 12 Monkeys someday. That's one of my favorites. Yeah, 12 uh, Monkeys, Bruce. Pulp Fiction. I can yeah. see. Yeah, oh, Pulp Fiction, an all-timer for me. So yeah. I, I, say, I, I don't doubt that he'll, he won't resurface, but... Like everyone knows what Nakatomi Plaza is, right? Mm-hmm. Right? Like that's it's the the set essentially is its own character to a degree. Ever like it's although I just I just found out reading about. It, I assume Jelani knows that that's the headquarters of 20th Century Fox. Yeah, that building. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Oh, <laughs> and Martin just found out. Yes. I didn't know that. Yeah. Yeah. Surprised you didn't know that. Fun tidbit. <laughs> that would surprise me. It played into everything that that goes into this movie, like being isolated, but then also having room to move around and like yeah. having him like climb through the elevator shaft, mm-hmm. and, a floor you know, under construction. Yeah, there's different different dynamics throughout. I mean, obviously, using the building is great, but it's like there are completely different worlds that they go in and out of. Exactly, and then like going up to the, the roof, roof and then coming back down and doing all that stuff. Growing up and watching this, like just seeing 
the spectacle of it when I was younger was just amazing. And then like the whole scene where they have the, the rocket launchers mm-hmm. on, and they're shooting and things out and they're blowing everything up. And then McLean pushes the C4. When I was younger, I... C4, the elevator shaft is, an, is a great, great scene. <laughs> I thought he just put a computer monitor on the chair <laughs> and he shoved that down there. And I'm like, oh shit, don't ever drop a computer monitor. Dude, I remember. Yeah, I remember in grade school, a kid said that he's like, "Yeah, he put a computer on a chair and just blew it, and it just blew up." I was like, "Well, how would that happen?" You know, he didn't realize it was C four until yeah. Until I started watching MacGyver. <laughs> uh, actually, I think he passed on it. Mag- yeah, uh, Richard, Richard Dean, Dean Anderson. Anderson? Uh, I, c- so, I could see him. Sorry, doing this. That you, as you said that, it reminded that would have been me. that would have been fun. Yeah, yeah. It was. It was. What great. an idiot move, though, on his part. <laughs> yeah, his career didn't go anywhere after this except Stargate. <laughs> Oh, well, it's yeah, Richard the, Dean Anderson. Yeah. yeah, I thought you were talking about the movie Stargate. I was like, he wasn't in the movie Stargate. Oh, he's in the show. He's yeah. in the show. Yeah, he's, he never <laughs> made it onto the big screen. <laughs> you know, I love the like the lore and the legend that has like built from this. Like, you know, you get to see Al Powell, who becomes Carl Winslow. That happened because of because of this. Yeah, because of this. Right. Yeah. They, sure. They saw him. How they cast him as as a as a cop in Chicago after they after watching him. And uh, he looks in good in the uniform. <laughs> he's, he's, and the Twinkie. In he, his mouth. he said that he gets people still come up to him and talk about like ask if he wants a Twinkie or like buy him Twinkies or and he it just that became a thing. It's yeah. really in the second one where he has, where he's walking. He can't he can't get to the fax machine without putting a Twinkie in his mouth. I was just like, that, that's just a great. Like I think you said character development earlier, and I'm like, yeah, you know, that's just a. I mean, it might be a cliched one for, right. for cops, but, but it's it's instead of donuts because they make a mention right. of it, yeah, right? They're right. like, we thought I thought cops only ate donuts. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> and I, and and speaking on that too, I wanted to go back to him. Uh, the the scene with him in in, in the first one, uh, the scene with him and Holly. Uh, when they when he can't help himself and he gets into a fight, you know, again, like that's something that as I get older, I'm like, yeah, I, I could see how he couldn't keep, you know, he couldn't bite his tongue and he just bangs his head against the wall and he's like, uh, you, you know, real, real mature, like you're an idiot <laughs> right. for bringing up a fight when you have, with your separated wife that you haven't seen in forever. It's right? Like, yeah, like yeah, you live just, in New York. Just yeah. flew across the country, yeah. <laughs> and he and he can't help but but pick the fight about the last name, and you know, and they and they keep that through that. Uh, the Gennaro thing throughout all these movies, which right? Is, which is funny. So then, uh, just a couple of facts, fun facts, or so they have the Helsinki syndrome when they're talking to the hostage terrorist, terrorist hostage mm-hmm. study and duality. I think that's supposed to be Stockholm. Syndrome. Stockholm, yeah, right? Not, yeah. <laughs> I was like, is it? Did it evolve? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> and they just called it Helsinki when when you see Rickman falling off the building. That's actual fear in his eyes. I'd, I'd the, heard this, yeah. Yeah. So they had them all harnessed up, and they were like, we're going to drop you on three. And they go, one, two, and then the guy hits the button and drops him. And so he's like shocked that a second early, and that's why you get that really good yeah. slow motion. Wide eye. Yeah. Huh. Which they use again in with a vengeance. Yes. <laughs> as, a, as a reminder. <laughs> and then Willis suffered hearing loss. Yeah, I, heard, I read when that. When he was underneath the table, and the guy's shooting at him, and then he yep. shoots up, and they use like really loud blanks yeah to make the to make it feel more realistic and he actually like blew out his ear well he said he was in plexiglass yeah they like encased him and that's why so it, it was like protect everybody else but it blew out he said he wore, he's worn a hearing aid for years and no one knew yeah it all stemmed from the very first die hard movie he he, had, he lost two-thirds two-thirds hearing loss in his left ear they could have called him left ear they could have <laughs> been in another been in another movie so then you build off of Die Hard 1. I mean, I don't know. I didn't look up the commercial success of it, but... 
I, I actually didn't either. I looked up the Rotten Tomatoes scores for yeah. Rotten Tomato and the audience score for uh, for all of these. Do you guys want to do that? Do you want to guess now which one how, how these shake out? Seventy eight for the, the first one. For the first one. Oh, ninety two. It's ninety four for both hmm. Rotten wow. Tomatoes and audience score. Both ninety four. By far the highest for uh, for all movies. Mm-hmm. The second best. We want Rotten Tomatoes or audience. Rotten Tomatoes. Just Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, yeah Rotten Tomatoes number. The second best is Live Free or Die Hard. Wow. Surprising. 80, 82%. Um, the third best is Die Hard 2 at 69%. Die Hard with a Vengeance is 59%. And 15 is uh, the final one. Yeah, <laughs> that hurts. 59 for Die Hard with a Vengeance seems really low it to me. It does seem really low. I, I, it surprised I, me. Uh, that has this. So the audience score for Live Free or Die Hard is also the second highest mm-hmm. at 86 83% Die Hard with a Vengeance. So yeah, I think my, yeah, a... my memory of Die Hard, I will tell you, I think I saw with a Vengeance more than I'd seen Die Hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, going Pro- into rewatching these. Yeah, pro- probably. That's probably true for me too. That was, I think because it was more like it came out in my movie theater life. You know, obviously I didn't go to the theater in, when I was eight. But, I, and I'm pretty sure I saw Die Hard 2 first, so that's why that one holds a special place in my heart. I remember, How do you guys feel I remember about one, it? two, single, two, not single, two things from that movie, both kind of connected. The one thing I remembered the most was lighting the gas and watching the gas go up, and then the Yippie Kai. That was the, if I, you asked me, what, could you name anything about two, I'd be like, that's all. Then when I saw the guys in the white Jump suits and the. The blue and the red tape. Blue and the red tape. Yeah. Yep. That's what that was like. Yep. I remember that part. Too. And see, I remember that very vividly too. Like I remember being blown away at how creative and awesome <laughs> when I was ten or nine or whenever however old I was. Um, I was ninety, right? So yeah, I was probably about nine or ten yeah. before I saw it. And, and I just remember being like, "Whoa!" Like that's it was a you know double cross the whole time. It was a fake shootout. Like how do you, how did you know that? So like this this movie Die Hard Two has a lot. For me, like of, of that kind of stuff, like a lot, a lot of the first time I've seen, I'd seen a lot of this stuff, like a lot of violence. Like I remember the the icicle, the icicle in the eye, <laughs> the icicle in the eye being, you know, just super like never seen anything like that before. And yeah, just the whole reveal of the uh, uh, that the army guys were, we're you know, were in on it. Um, and the, and then, yeah, all the action I, I just thought was great, and and the whole concept of crashing crashing a plane um taking over an airport a group of terrorists taking over an airport i i think it's a very fun very well-made movie but i know a lot of people don't there's agree. a weird uh naked scene in the beginning with our dude doing uh, yeah William Sadler. <laughs> that it doesn't start out great <laughs> i was like uh what said <laughs> and i still don't really know why i don't it's really there. get why it's there i mean just to show that he's kind of and it was super i, I laughed out loud when he at, right at the end of the naked scene he like uses the remote to like <laughs> right to turn off the tv but it's like it's he's pointing a gun it's like yeah. that was just cheesy and terrible very 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 bad so uh, but, but harlan one's... told william sadler that they were going to do that yeah. and sadler asked can they wait until the end of the movie so they filmed that at the very end so he had time to like get into shape because he's like smart i'm not ready to be naked on tv <laughs> completely yeah. naked i don't get any of it but yeah rennie harlan the director i the only thing i really know him from is he made he directed one of my favorite cutthroat island <laughs> one of my favorite nightmare on elm street movies no, oh, number yeah. four uh, which has had a lot of good like gory death scenes so that's like what i remember from and i th- and i you know i thought he did that pretty well on this on, on this one too like when they were cutting people's throats and it was just very it seemed kind of like 
bloody or violent than maybe some of the other ones. I figure Jelani's going to break it up, so I'm going to try to get there first. Was this shot on the Fast and Furious runway? <laughs> <laughs> I had I had a note for that too. Yeah, the longest runway ever. Was this the uh, or the the genesis of that? <laughs> it the, was getting there. The long runway that yeah. is. But it's not as long as the Fast and Furious runway. Okay, because <laughs> I will give you this, Martin. And I said I I didn't like dislike the movie, um, but I didn't particularly think that it was like that great. Entertaining enough to, was fine, especially coming off of one. I was like, in my opinion, it was a big drop. But the templates there again. It's like it, it, it works, is, right? Yeah. You, I, well, we can get to it. But like, do, did you know why Holly doesn't appear after this? Holly stops being in. Why she's not in the third one? Yeah, she's not in the third one. Um, or fourth, or fifth. Yeah, uh, I looked I up if she died. I was like, did she? I mean, maybe the she, actress. You she's mean? still acting, so mm. she didn't. Oh no, but. yeah, she's still around. But uh, I don't know why she didn't appear on screen anymore. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't search it out specifically, but I didn't see anything like, oh, she vowed never to be in another one. It's like I don't know why. It seems like an easy. You know, easy payday, easy, easy couple pay. mil. I mean, not e- like she's easy getting for a cash grab big sequel. bucks. She was, she's barely in them. Yeah, or she obviously was in one more more than the rest, but yeah, yeah, she, more than she two. was in in two a decent amount too. Uh, two yeah. felt like, yeah, I've heard other people say that two felt like it was kind of forced that she was there. Like she didn't her yeah el- elements of being there just to shock the reporter wasn't really like right. a lot that they yeah could've, and they like, could have done and without like, it. What, what was he doing that was really that bad that he needed he to put be her kids shocked. On. Well, he no, was, I, in he the was first inciting one. panic. Yeah. And he just, oh, no, I would say there was a degree of that was over. That was over the line even for back, but, like, yeah. He that's didn't, what I'm saying. He didn't deserve to be tased no. when he was he doing a report. He wouldn't sit down. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, theoretically, they were all about to die. But it, it is funny that, I mean, they, they this is this is almost a definition of a cash grab sequel. So that's why it's surprising to me that I, that I do like it because I, I think it just... I think it could have been a, a, a hell of a lot worse. Like they they made they took it and it's Die Hard in an airport, right? Like which is what they do. And Jan de Bont made uh, Speed, right? Speed, <laughs> speed too. Die Hard on a bus. <laughs> but but I just think there's there's certain elements, and they, it was original enough, and and it brought back some of the things from the from the first one, like having that reporter guy, having Holly back into it, having um, William changing Atherton. the setting, having. Yeah. Yeah, having him call into and uh, having him call Al. It's like all those little things that are that people probably wanted to have, but it didn't seem forced or or overdone. And yeah. maybe that's just again me remembering it fondly. But so, what it. do you, the reporter uh, William Atherton? Do you what do you know him from? I know him from a movie called Real Genius. Yes, I knew you would. <laughs> you too, I will Johnny. Always. No, he's dickless in Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters yeah. But, Real Genius for me more genius than anything. For, yes, I was I, surprised I to see him as the. In Die Hard, because I just did, I didn't associate him with Die Hard. He is in real. He's real genius, and from real genius. So we can do opinion. real genius sometime, Brady. I'm, it's a it's I, a Brady bargain. Man? I was uh, I was a big fan of real genius growing up. So <laughs> I don't know if it holds up. <laughs> I think uh, I think it'll hold up a little bit. Val Kilmer, maybe a little bit. I, I already can think of things that may be uh, a tough tough resell, but that's funny. I, I'm glad you. Uh, I figured you both would be on board. In all honesty, but. Yeah, he's technically Walter Peck. Walter Peck, yeah. I know. EPA, <laughs> EPA consultant or agent Walter Peck. He he always seems to play a smarmy dick. Yeah. Everyone calls him a dick like all the time. I think he <laughs> or he, dickless. Dickless. He owned the he owned that. Yeah, that style. So, uh, do you have any take technicalities on Die Hard? Dennis Franz. Wait, was this the was this did this push him into the NYPD Blue Run? Yeah, but maybe. same thing. 
People see yeah. him in a uniform. Right. They're like, "That's a cop. We gotta fight a, cop. <laughs> a Chicago cop that now becomes a New York cop." <laughs> That's what I'm saying. <laughs> just, I mean, just the most. That was that was annoying actually in this movie. That he, yes. how how inept and just terrible of a copy was like they do that in the first one too like with um with the principal oh from, he uh, was real bad you just real bad like real real stupid just handling the situation yeah. very poorly ebert they said ebert gave diehard a bad review strictly because of how how bad they and inept they made that they made the captain or whatever yeah. sound seem yeah dwayne he, robinson dwayne robinson yeah. <laughs> i mean he was it was like there's over the top, and then like this is still climbing. Like it's bad, bad. Yeah, yeah. and then and and I think they did the same thing. That same formula, right? For right. Uh, inept pol- police, in uh, everyone except John McClane knows what's going on. Um, in Die Harder, um, and, and that was a little bit annoying. But yeah, do you have any Tate uh, technicalities? I, I, I have one, one big one. I have one, but let me hear yours. Well, I'll give you mine. Mine is so Franz is on the phone talking to McClane and. Uh, the engineer, right? And they're calling in. They say, oh, they're over here by the... Barnes? Yeah, Barnes. Leslie Barnes. And he's talking Love to him. Love him, though. <laughs> yeah. Right. Love Great. that character. But they're talking on the phone, and he's like, oh, uh, he doesn't even say the old church yet. Like, Leslie Barnes says it into the yeah. phone, the old church. And then Mr. Mer- <laughs> Mr. McDowell grabs it. He's like, oh, let's go. We're like, <laughs> Mr. McDowell. <laughs> <laughs> How the hell do you know where you're going? Yeah, yeah. Like, you didn't even hear what was going on. John Amos. For, John the, Amos. for, for those of you not inclined to know who Mr. They Rinaldi have the golden is. arches. We got the golden arcs. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Mine, mine is when he's in the cockpit of the, of the plane, and they're like, throw all the grenades in. Slowest <laughs> grenades ever. Yeah. I mean, those grenades, they get the third one in, and then... Yeah, and then, just waiting, yeah, waiting. Just waiting. Let yeah. me he buckle never up. would have made. I mean, of course, there's plenty of those. But yeah, yeah. Um, um, did you catch? Edge. Oh wait, I got one more. Actually, do yours. Go ahead. No, no, no. Okay. Um, the other one is when, when they're fighting on the wing of the airplane. Like he opens the door and he's like, "Hmm, I don't see him." And then he steps out, and then somehow he's right behind him. Like a, it's a fucking airplane wing. <laughs> or how, how do you sneak up on somebody? I or, laughed out loud at that one too. Or after he kicks McLean off, he doesn't notice the. The fuel is leaking out of the yes. plane. Like that, you'd see it. Yeah, that that. Too. Well, we had a better angle than he did, to be fair. But <laughs> I mean, it, it all led to yeah the epic lighting of the of the gas that goes to explode the plane, um, right. which right. is which is great. So yeah, you know, you let the you let these things go. But I literally laughed out loud when when he sneaks up to him on a wing of an airplane. Did you catch Robert Patrick or John Leguizamo? Absolutely, yeah. I yeah. didn't. Yeah, I, I just missed it. I I saw a very quick clip of John Legu- Leguizamo. Yes. Robert Patrick, a few. A, a you see him in the times. very beginning yeah. when he's at the yeah, uh, was, coming out of the hotel room. And just then, completely. Were they no, nobodies at this time? No, they weren't. Yeah, I think Leguizamo. I think was Leguizamo even was be, in some stuff. Was he even a stand-up at that point? Uh, he might have been, but he actually wanted a bigger role in the movie, and I think well, I could he wasn't about a lot of people, but he wasn't tall <laughs> enough. Like <laughs> they couldn't match heights or whatever, and so they didn't. They just cast him as a bit player. But yeah, you see Patrick. He's the. Um, He's the one of the painters on the yeah. the Skywalk Annex. Yeah, so I mean, but this there. is it's it's up there for the first for Leguizamo. Okay. I mean, it's he yeah. was in Miami Vice, uh, three episodes of Miami Vice before this, but I mean, obviously not. And then a Casualties of War movie, which I don't Casualties of War with Michael, Michael J. J. Fox. Is that it? I don't yeah. know. It's a Vietnam film. Doesn't yeah. jump out at me, but well, you guys are all over that. <laughs> We, had a, we know the it's no big deal. It's just a Brian De Palma movie with Michael J. Fox and Sean Penn. That's exactly John right. C. Riley. <laughs> John C. Riley's in it. Apparently, wow. 
we uh we had to do we could watch a vietnam movie in high school didn't know that one for uh for like extra credit and so i went through like the list it was like apocalypse now platoon dead presidents uh the walking i think it's the walking dead is like the black experience of vietnam and then casualties of war full metal jacket full metal jacket exactly (laughs) my pick would have made me a little bad for high school (laughs) so my other technicality is all right so they go to get esperanza from Valverde. Yeah, Valverde, yes. Valverde <laughs> is. Brady, you know? Commando? Yeah. Yes. Good, Good call. call. <laughs> so they go get him, and then they're going to fly to where? Valverde again? What? What is the plan? You rescue this this deposed yeah. general, and, and then you save him to go where? And to get what money? Like, at least in the first one, they got the, the $640 million of bearer bonds. bonds. And then they were going to, like, disappear because there's going to be all the rubble and everything like that. But... I didn't like the, the and, whole plan. And I just thought of this now, but if he was able to get out of his shackles, take care of both the pilots, and land the plane, why did they need to take over the airport? Couldn't he have just done that and kept flying? <laughs> yeah, and just <laughs> not shoot the cockpit? Like, that, you know, I didn't even think about that. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, that, that shouldn't have, I don't know, that, it totally, totally changes the movie, I suppose, like that. <laughs> Um, but again, plot plot holes notwithstanding, uh, I think it was, I think it's a good time, and I I do just remember it being promoted. You know, it was a big deal when this movie came yeah. out. Die Hard two, everyone was super excited. Die um, Harder because yeah, because again, they didn't know Die Hard was going to be huge, and it obviously was. And then yeah, this just had really great TV commercials. Right, that, hyped, that title card that like slams the yeah. words together and like, <laughs> die, die Harder. harder. Yeah, <laughs> and, and it just it was perfect for ten year old me. Yeah, we loved it. <laughs> Yep, but then they bring it back, right? Got to have a third because you got the money rolling in. It's keep it coming, it's coming. and so you go back to go to Die Hard Three, which I loved. Die Hard with a Vengeance. Die Hard with a Vengeance. When it like it came out, and you're just like, yes, yes, this is. This it was five five years later, right? Ninety to ninety five. Ninety five. Yeah. Ninety five. Yeah. yeah. Two years and then five years. Yeah. So I don't know what I'm curious I, uh, on the delay. I don't know why that one took because I mean, it did kind of come out quick the second one and then yeah. they really did let it ride for a little bit and then the time a little bit obviously came back with a, a much bigger name alongside him and samuel L. jackson right who uh willis suggested so fun fact um we'll get back to him but did you notice the the nephews i didn't recognize them but... I, I didn't i tried to see if they were stars that i would know okay so the younger, younger one yeah is aldous hodge oh really the name yeah familiar. he played voodoo taylor on friday night lights this okay. tv show he is on that in, show on tnt yeah Leverage. There you go. And he'll be Hawkman coming up. He is also in Die Hard 5 as one of the army men that are, are yeah, in charge of the is. rafter. So he gets called back into the into the franchise. Early on, yeah. Very early on. He's in like the CIA room. Okay. Yeah. You're right. That's funny. Yeah. So I definitely actually, didn't look. it's him. Uh, there's another actor. And then his brother is one of the kids that gets stuck in the room. So it's oh. all, all this and Edwin Hodge are the two actors. Huh. Interesting. Uh, Edwin Hodge is in oh, Winning Time. Okay, Edwin Hodge sounds familiar. That's <laughs> yeah. why I was. You said that, and I was like, I feel like I know that name. Yeah, he's one of the Lakers in Winning Time. But you brought back McTiernan, and I, I read that he he got the script for this, and he goes, "This is so unbelievable. This is never gonna work." <laughs> like he read through it, he's like, "Fuck it, whatever. Let's just go," and just made it. And it's it was, a diehard movie. Yeah, well, I saw it was originally titled Simon Says, and Zeus was scripted as a woman. And was considered by Joel Silver as the third sequel to Lethal Weapon. But 20th Century Fox uh, didn't agree and wouldn't sell it to Silver. Hence, it has how it, how it ended up 
in the Die Hard franchise. franchise. That makes sense as a script because this is the first the first one at the at the time that wasn't based on a a book book. because um, Die Hard Two was based on a a book called Fifty Eight Minutes by a different guy. Was like the same, you know. I think he was getting his daughter from from the airport or something. So this is what I was I was thinking about as these as I'm watching these movies. Why didn't why can't we just have like a bunch of John McClane series like like a James Bond type? Very well, could yeah. So could you just think- like we said with when we did um, the Taken, like it'd be more interesting instead of Taken Three if they had done more like Brian Mills stuff instead of like having the family be taken again. It right. probably would. I would argue it would probably boil down to the concept of him being either in the wrong place at the wrong time. Like at some point, you're like, okay, <laughs> okay, we can't. It can't be in the wrong place anymore. Like yeah. So okay. like the whole motif is kind of thrown off. Now you either just say screw it and you just make it anyway, but I think there you may that would have maybe been a barrier if you're trying to formulate that plan out. Yeah, I just wonder. I was like, this should you know we got Ethan Hunt going on twenty eight Mission right. Impossibles. Like I know he's a secret agent. I know James Bond is a secret agent, but like this guy could just be like in a situation where it's like again jeez <laughs> like having to go through it and still like saving the day right well, like like we mentioned that's what bothers me about the fast franchise is like all of a sudden they have this like le- the legend of toretto you know right. like and it's like he was just a you know small time crook you know he's <laughs> street not like, racer yeah he's now he's worldwide <laughs> yeah he's hanging out with um, pitbull <laughs> <laughs> exactly but yes i I, lo- I love this movie as well i don't i and i don't know like even watching it this time I don't find it super like implausible or like a ridiculous script, you know, like everything about it seemed maybe again, it's because I remember watching it as a kid and I just thought this, it was awesome. Um, but it, it, it seems like it seemed like a pretty no, no big plot holes to no, me. No, and I don't I didn't find any plot holes. What I loved about it was it was more of it wasn't just John McClane trying to like best, you know, terrorist or whatever in a nice, it was like somebody who was playing a game with him. Like, yeah. Hey, I need you to go do this. I love the riddles. I, I love the riddles. The yeah. riddles, like <laughs> well, that just put it over. When did edge. you figure out the water jug riddle? We went through that. Like <laughs> Ooh, see, in I, 95. Per, I remember then figuring out pretty early yeah. and, I, and I didn't remember it, but I figured it out early again. Yeah. yeah. Rewatching it. In 95, like we would go back and forth trying to figure this thing out. And then yeah. we, we kind of nailed it. Me and my buddy, Jim, um, had it back and forth, like dialed in. And then I asked Jen, like right when it came in, I'm like, all right, how do you solve it? And she's like trying to figure it out. I'm like, it's really not as hard as you think. So right. how do you solve it? I, I mean, I could go through it, but I'll probably mess it up if I do it. Yeah, go ahead. You want me to do it? Yeah. Okay. So you take... Four-gallon jug? Take the... Five it's five and three. Five and three. Five and three. You take, need take the five, pour it into the, pour it into the three. Yep. Um, then you have two left in there. Mm-hmm. You dump out the, what's in the three. You take the two, pour it into the three. You refill up the five, and then pour the one gallon out of the five to make to fill the top of the three, and then you're left with four in the five. Yes, that's the easiest <laughs> way to do it, it. right? Okay. Yes. All right, I didn't mess it up. Good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I love. I, I don't think I, as a kid, I, I don't think I thought about it enough, or I, I didn't pause the movie or whatever to to figure it out. But then I'm like, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna be able to. I gotta be able to do this. <laughs> yeah. McLean could do it. I could do it. <laughs> and I just yeah, like that one. The on my way to St. Ives. That that riddle. I told Jen, and when, I love when John McClane's just like, I'm sorry, uh, Samuel L. Jackson's like, shut up, I'm good at this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it cracks me up every time. Yeah, and then the I told Jen, like, the only reason I know what number President Chester A. Arthur is is because of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> Most people, I think. Yeah, it's like, oh yeah, he's the 21st president. 
and and the way he finds that out too with the guy um jerry jerry yeah, yeah. go, go ask like, him <laughs> go find out <laughs> what's that jerry? you know what the most interesting thing about <laughs> viaduct three aqueduct three is what's that jerry <laughs> i thought it was mildly amusing that we had a donald trump and hillary clinton oh. reference in this movie i can't stand those anymore like when i watch a Believe movie, me, they're so he's referenced so many times in rap songs but yeah. uh, but it's him movies. and Hillary in the same movie, yeah. and I was like, oh, jeez. It was like uh, Die Hard all over it. <laughs> they were ahead of their in time. 95, yeah. Yeah. And then, obviously, the the heist aspect of again. Yeah. Right? Of course. Just having bigger and better, like $140 billion, yeah. right? Instead of millions, we're like doubling it up because you know, one brother's well, got to do more. Gold bars. <laughs> totally, and in, and and to this day, I'm like, yeah, no, there's not as much, there's not that much gold in Fort Knox. There's more at the Federal <laughs> right. Reserve Bank in New York. Everyone knows. Everybody knows. Die Hard Three told me that. Um, unfor- okay. Unfortunately, it's it's it was implausible for me to believe that a scared white cop wouldn't shoot Samuel L. Jackson, who was screaming at him. Oh, just I was like, yeah. oh my I god! I was like, this. I is, need to take this this call. She's just, just like, this is not how it goes anymore. Like, yeah. I mean, I was literally a cop's like shaking. I'm like, yeah, no, he's shooting him. <laughs> right. Oh, I know. Bad. That's unfortunately what is real. So real that it, uh, it's impossible to notice that it goes the other way. Yeah. I like when. Uh, it went the other way. One <laughs> I like when he, uh, when he tells me, he's like, he won't feel so bad when he finds, when he looks in the back, back seat. seat. <laughs> he leaves the gold bar. He's like, ah, shit, that was my gold bar. <laughs> I would do the same thing. <laughs> he's like, you know, you can't keep that. He's like, yeah, we'll see. I like how he was like, it, I mean, it was heavy, heavy enough yeah, that he was like really yeah, lugging it around. I think a, a gold bar like that, I Ooh, tell think me. weighs. It's got to be from a movie. I think it's 45 pounds because I think it's like 22 keys, 22 kilos. Um, so it's like roughly 45, mm. 50 pounds. Yeah, carrying around a big old dumbbell. Yeah. I don't know. I remember a movie talking about it, but I don't remember what movie it was. Probably The Italian Job. That would probably be the one. <laughs> um, so another person who makes a, a reappearance is uh, Ricky. Ricky? He was in the first one, right? Yeah. He was the cop next to Sergeant Powell. Down oh, at yeah? The, yeah. And he comes back for this one. Oh, yeah. Um, Which is random. But. Yeah. Just out of the blue. They just got that guy. We're finally in New York City. Yeah. You know, like it's funny because he's a New York cop, but he's in LA. First and he's one, in DC. In yeah, the, in the it's second the first one. movie where he's actually in the jurisdiction where he's a cop, right? <laughs> but he's but he's actually because he in is a New York one, cop. He's in a New York cop, and two, he's an LA cop, cop in, in DC, DC. In DC. Yeah. and then three, he's a New York cop again. Yeah. Which, I mean, that's got to be hell on like your <laughs> moving and moving costs. That's where all his money's going, <laughs> moving across the country every time he has a fight with his wife. Samuel L. was almost Lawrence Fishburne. He turned it down, and then he changed his mind, and then it was too late. Mm. <laughs> Same well, yeah. he was perfect. Perfect. Once Sam perfect gets the, the hooks in it, he's he's taking that role. Yeah, I mean, he was per- he really he was he was an awesome. It was an awesome uh, partnership between the two of them. Yeah, I like Jeremy Irons. Yeah, yeah, right. I thought he was great. That was like the first I remember. Like anytime I ever heard of Jeremy Irons, I thought of this movie. This was like how I knew who Jeremy Irons. I, and then I've I've came to realize that he has a very illustrious career outside of this movie, but... Um, this Voice is, of Scar? I was going to say, other than Scar? This was, <laughs> he this does is, something else? This is what I think of, is uh, the bad guy in this. Yeah. And then, uh, just, like... Yeah, I just loved it. They they mentioned Santa Claus when they're talking to Jerry, I think, in the tunnels to keep the motif of Christmas at yeah. some point. Oh, that... Charlie. I loved Charlie. The, the bomb tech. 
Oh, yeah, he was great. <laughs> when he's like, oh, yeah, it's a binary liquid, and he just stabs, and <laughs> everybody freaks he's out. He's, like, giddy. Oh, right. that, not only that, but he, when he blows the chair <laughs> up. Blows the chair up. And he's just kind of like. <laughs> <laughs> and he's I don't he's got mean, all the talc on his face. Do we, yeah. yeah. Do we know him from anything else? It feels like he should have he should have had a moment. Yeah, I don't know. But I, if I need a, like, crazy out there bomb tech, I'm, I'm calling <laughs> that guy again. Um, yeah, I like that he stays, right? He's like, yep. He's like, there's kids in the building. All right, I'm gonna stay and see if yeah. I can make this happen. He doesn't, and he gets pancake syrup, which <laughs> looks nothing like pancakes. No. pancake syrup. <laughs> I always wondered that too. Like, does it just taste have a maple flavor to it? I don't know what kind of pancakes. <laughs> Maybe that's some German pancakes or something. <laughs> <laughs> they get red syrup. Oh, some strawberry syrup. You guys ever been down that road? Oh, come on. No, <laughs> I don't. I don't need that. And then but, the aspirin gag. Yeah. Like you know, the, like, or not, I guess it's not a gag, but like just that he keeps asking. So he has had a headache all day. And then that's what actually tips him off with the Nord de Lines, the yeah. north, north of the border thing in Canada. Yeah. But okay. So that was, they were in Quebec. Is that right? Uh, pro, uh, that's, um, that's way, way north of the border. Yeah. So I don't know. We would have probably crossed over to Ontario from. Yeah. I figured there. they would have been like Ontario yeah, Toronto or, so, or, or Toronto. Yeah. But I thought the thing said Quebec. Yeah. Maybe. Which would you just like? It's weird. Like you'd go that far away. Like you couldn't just go to right. Toronto or, or no. Windsor. They would have just crossed the border. Well, not Windsor from. Well, not Windsor, New but York. New York. But yeah, maybe I just I just there. crossed the border into into Canada. Yeah, you really yeah, you'd go you, through Buffalo. You were the go to here. We were going for <laughs> that's, through that's Niagara Falls. Yeah, you were going over to Toronto and Mississauga, and that's about yeah. It, but other, I don't know. I don't know why they would have been how they ended up there. Yeah, and I this is the uh, it was. When when I watched this one in the in the sequence, and I'm like, okay, I think he says YPKA motherfucker in every movie, and yeah. I wasn't sure until we got through all of them. But yeah, this I I didn't even realize that he said it in the second and 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 third one until, well, the I, until one I was looking sure. like looking for it. Yeah. yeah, that was the I knew that that's the one. Yeah, with I, lighter, I remember yeah. that more than I remember any of the other ones. Yeah, coming in. It, to me, it's funny that he does because. It seemed like an off the cuff yes. remark in the first one, but yeah. that he would continue to say it in in the second and third one, like in the in the as, world, as like, in, the in the world, world of yeah. in the real world where John McClane exists. Yeah. I don't know that he would take that phrase and continue to he, say like, it. He like amused but, himself because yeah. like I'm going to say this every time now. Yeah. Exactly, I'm with you. In that I, regard. I, thank you for for <laughs> picking up what I was putting down yeah. before I said it. <laughs> so, Martin, I know you liked two. Mm-hmm. What's your ranking after three? After the first three movies. Yeah, it's hard because I probably do love love three more, but I but I've seen because I've seen it more times, and I did enjoy the rewatch on two. So I'm just gonna go. It's sequential for me. It okay. goes it goes down. In it sounds order. like you know that's not your answer, but you're yeah. sticking with I'm, it. I, I'm sticking with it just because I know you're gonna. You, you guys are saying one, I, I, one I'm three. I'm generally curious. Yeah, Johnny, one three two. One three two. All right, cool. Yeah. One two three. Heard. All right, we're <laughs> on to. Uh, I will say. I, you guys know this because I brought this. Movie. I like the fourth one a lot. I'm a big fan. You and you were you were the one that that said it. You're like this is a, this is a good movie. And I so I rewatched it twice, like recently because because I was like I think because I got Shawshank into it. Yeah, and I was like because it was on. I was like yes, I haven't seen it for so long, and I still think it it really to me. I, I hate to say that it holds up because it's like way newer than the other ones, but yeah. it's I can I think understand why some people might not think it's awesome. I think it's really good. It's it's a diehard movie though. That's what's yes. good about it is right. that it's it fits in the in the same universe. They're really still well. using the template. They're using the template exactly, and this I, is I appreciate the stop that. of them using the template. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> and then they go. Then they for some reason completely ditch they it. They lost but, the template. But, but, 
<laughs> but in this one, and it goes back to it, it, it does pull from some source material. It's based on oh, um, I had that too. Some kind of article that was written a farewell about to arms. A, fair, a farewell yep. to arms by John Carlin in 1997. Yep. You know about it was uh, it published in Wired magazine about cyber warfare and this kind of fire sale type stuff. Um, I, I tried to find it actually. I, was, I wanted I wanted to. Give it, give it a quick read, but uh, did, didn't rant. get to it. Yeah, right. But did, yeah, in I mean, the article, do you know? Did he have Han in it? <laughs> <laughs> I was I was shocked both times recently when I watched it to see how I'm like, oh yeah, that's right, Han's in it. And then when I watched it just yesterday, I'm like, oh yeah, Han's in it. <laughs> it's brief, but I'll tell you what. Yeah, he's yeah, there. It's great. Han from uh um, from, from the of course the fast franchise, yeah. He's back, baby. Sung so Sun that, King. That means John McClane exists in the fast universe then too, right? Right. <laughs> Somehow, some way. Uh, uh, <laughs> it so for me, I think I'll say I I agree with what you're saying, Martin. I yep. think you're right. Source material, the templates there. This movie for me is just I think they're right on that verge where Willis is getting old. It's kind of yes. showing. But it's countered perfectly when what I will say, not that this is a huge hard argument, Justin Long's best role that he is in. He is perfect in this movie. And he makes he helps make this movie really good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That that hackery, computer nerdy, but the but comic also likable yes. guy, he's perfect for that. Yes. Yeah. He yeah. is absolutely perfectly cast. Yeah. I, I I really enjoyed him. This is the only movie. In the franchise that is PG thirteen, hmm. also the only movie where he doesn't say "yippee ki yay, motherfucker" all the way. What he is, doesn't say "motherfucker." Yeah, he does. No, he does. Oh, he mother, and then he shoots, and then he gets shot. Oh, gotcha. All right, I'll give you that. The downside is in PG thirteen, you're allowed one fuck. So he could have said they could have said it. Do they didn't burn kept... it anywhere else? No. I'll say I really like the cast in this movie. Besides Dress Along, Maggie Q. We've yes. seen we've yes, seen please. a few times. I'm not going to skip past the guy who I love, and you, Martin, you know it, Cliff Curtis. Well, t- <laughs> Timothy Oliphant. Oh, oh yeah, Oliphant. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Sorry, you you went deep down first. Yes, I do like Cliff Curtis, but uh... <laughs> but yeah, we uh, Brady and I have uh, shared our mutual uh, affinity for uh, Timothy Oliphant. We're big justified, and, yeah, and yeah. justified. Ultimately, yeah. it's where it goes. Um, and I think he he just plays he plays good in that. In Justified so well, but he plays bad so well, yeah. too. He's got range. Yeah. Even Because uh, he's definitely hateable in this. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Weird with no hat on. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he didn't have a hat in The Girl Next Door either, though. No, but I'm not. I'm unlike you and Kevin. I'm not going to put that up near the top of this list. Of <laughs> no, I wouldn't too. either. I, I like that movie a lot. <laughs> I yeah. enjoyed the movie, but that's yeah. not because of Timothy Oliphant. <laughs> and he was in, uh, what, Go?, which is like he wasn't go yeah, yeah, Doug Lyman movie Zelko Ivanek Ivanek yeah I know him from twenty four which think. guy's that the one he yells at the uh, guy kind of looks like he's a cancer patient all the time yeah the one that Willis yells at when he come, when he first ra- arrives he's okay like, if you're not doing something you're part of the problem okay, okay. Or whatever gotcha yep um, yeah he's been in a bunch of different type of yeah stuff twenty four I actually didn't watch so I, I take your word for it but Kevin Smith. Made an appearance, which is kind of random. Warlock, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but also, but also like per- perfectly suited to play the guy, the guy, the, the guy in his in parents' basement. basement, yeah, in his mom's basement. That's like a complete, uh, you know, computer genius. That yeah. was that was part of my technicalities when they're flying and they're like, oh, just find the house with the lights on. Like, I'm all right. 
you're flying across rural right. Maryland. There's probably going to be more than right. one that just has <laughs> that lights on. Generators. Generators, generators exist. It's not right. that, yeah. People have generators. Right. Backup, backup generators. My yeah. dad has a generator. <laughs> <laughs> like, he's not the only well, person to own one. Might have a helicopter coming down next to his house. but <laughs> and, and yeah, you know, some of those like old time, old jokes when he's like covers the camera, but they can still hear, still hear. And he's like, we could still hear you even if you cover the camera. You know, it, it, it's... It's a, it's a little it was a little hacky, but but it was still fun. Well, and you're in it's 2007. Obviously, you are you're probably dealing with a little bit of the early hacker knowledge and a computer knowledge. Obviously, Willis is the old guy, so yeah. he is he's, you know doing dumb stuff in relation to that. I thought there was good action throughout. I loved yeah. the uh, I did you want my take technicality. I called it out specifically is that in the when they go into the tunnel. Mm-hmm. Um, yes. Killing all the lights shouldn't have been as detrimental as it was. No cars had headlights. Headlights zero. No, no, uh, no auto headlights. Nothing. All, it was pure black. That's a great, yeah, great. All point. of a sudden, it was like nothing. Not not one. Not even like an emergency light, like or whatever. Yeah, yeah. And all killed of a sudden, the helicopter with your car. <laughs> ran out of bullets. That's <laughs> great. That uh, that sniper. Um, yeah, I recognized a couple of the the evil yeah. guys. That guy, he's been in a couple of. And there's some fast seen. connections with these guys. Yeah, but he was also in a movie called District B13, which you probably won't necessarily have to watch. It's a French film, but it's all it was all like the whole parkour like phase. But it's basically so like, he's the parkour guy. Yeah, he's the parkour <laughs> guy, and he basically plays like a John McClane, where he's a cop sent into the, like this ghetto area where this drug dealer lives and him and this other guy have to like fight their way out kind of similar the to the raid but I was like you sound like more the raid. but yeah no that was actually some decent parkour oh <laughs> like, yeah is jumping from the uh the fire escape um, yeah. yeah with just like releasing at the right moment i was pretty impressed with that I, all of it kind of worked was that oh seven are we did are we into the parkour moment i don't know that yeah having a, probably. i think we are it's probably why it was when did movie. uh when did bond do it when did they have the rooftop parkour and Bond? I think it was a little bit later, but I mean, he was he was part of the the phase like yeah. as it as it was coming up. Got it. So, but and a couple of the other guys were like stunt guys who were tied to the Fast movies. So there was Got a it. lot of uh, a lot of connections across the board there in, in terms of the action. There was the Harrier jet. So um, that was a not little a Harrier. Oh well, whatever. Well, what kind of F thirty five? That's. What it's, makes it a Harrier or not? Well, a Harrier has a it's a, so you're talking about the vertical takeoff and landing yeah. aspect. Yeah, yeah. So, it was doing a lot of up and yeah, down. Yeah, I was it thinking have, true lies it, is yes. what I had in mind. Yeah. yeah, but that had two engines on the side. Okay, this one had a one in the back. That plane, by the way, is seventy eight million dollars. Is <laughs> um, there's there's no way that yes. doesn't. Right, that's, that, that was that my was, major of, negative. I think for the of movie. all the movies, that's the one where I'm like, yeah. They, as soon as as soon as they call uh, the F thirty five to blow up a single truck, yeah, it, that truck's getting blown up. <laughs> right, exactly. It's putting on a heat seeker. <laughs> Almost and it, everything else in this movie, I'm like, I'm sorry, in the whole franchise, I'm like, yeah, he could have gotten out of that. He could have gotten out of that. That one, I'm like, no. He's in my died. nose, I was like, are there some ridiculous parts? Yes, the fighter jet is ridiculous. <laughs> I acknowledge it, and he's yelling at the guy too. That's what made the scene worse for me. When he's like, he's like, "Hey, you're shooting at the wrong guy." It's like he can't fuck you. Dude. I Why cannot you stand that. That's when the, that happens in movies, when they're McLean. like, they're yelling across cars and they're yelling like, "Hey!" But that's I all want, brand. Like, 
You can't. Nobody hears you. You're that's yelling a, at I, nobody. I'm amazed that you. Guys, that's that's McLean from the first movie is talking yeah. out loud to the bad guys to himself all the time. Yes, yeah. but at least it's more realistic when the bad guys are in the same room. But he doesn't really. It, I it, think it, it felt plays. like he wanted them. To, it felt like he wanted the jet to hear him. This I time. think it when plays. he says "Welcome to the party, pal," and he's like, "Hey, come on down." He, he's not. He doesn't think that they're listening to him. I felt like in this one, he thought he was. They were. They I think hear it him. plays very much. If you're in the heat of that moment, you are talking out loud. Oh, I would say it too, but I, but he was like, <laughs> but he was saying like, "Hey, hey." It was like more like I'm trying to get your attention as opposed as opposed to like I'm just talking to my myself for my own comic relief benefit. Okay, but uh, that's just how I took it. But I, I hear I, I hear what you're saying. Like, yes, it does it does play for the John McClane. I think yeah, I think you acknowledge too. I think it plays for anyone in that role. You're going to be like, dude, I, this, I'm the good guy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> not with the intention to be like, oh, yeah, no, he heard me. Cool. <laughs> All right. As long as that was it. So just for to circle back to your parkour question. So mm-hmm. parkour. District B-13 came, came out in 2004. Casino Royale came out in 2006. This was 2007. Yeah, so yeah. we're right in the you're, window. You were right there. Parkour. Good job, Brady. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because Mac is, loves watching like YouTube guys who do parkour and stuff. And so his new favorite, his phrase is like, hardcore parkour. And so I'm like, are you doing hardcore parkour? He's like, of course. There is no parkour. <laughs> it's all hardcore parkour. Parkour. <laughs> yeah, I think Colin watches some of those as well. So they, they know what parkour is, both, yeah. both my kids. It's funny. I can't fight it. Don't let him get on YouTube. <laughs> Don't let him get on YouTube. So yeah. far, so good. Yeah, There's obviously no... I have to just be like, it's no YouTube. Inevitable. They watch any. They watch innocent enough stuff, but it's just like it's just the continuous aspect. It's, it's of, starting to get down down the rabbit hole. Like the other day, Brooklyn almost became like a like a Titanic truther. <laughs> he started having questions like, <laughs> and the iceberg couldn't take down the ship. And I'm like, oh no. <laughs> There's evidence <laughs> that something else was going on at the, like, the Titanic. No, like we're gonna have to cut off the internet. We'll just have to go back to the Stone Age. Um, but Mary Elizabeth uh, Winstead, a fan, fan, yeah, yeah. Um, she's she's a, know, she's a good. She she recurred throughout. Mom never came back, but but Lucy, but Lucy was, was there loose. from from the get go. Yeah, she's been in. What would have been great is if they got the actress that played her as a in, little kid, as a little kid on the phone. If they got that actress, without that, that would have been too much. <laughs> Asking too much. Stringer right? might not be an actress. <laughs> yeah, right. Did you like? like <laughs> have you guys seen Lucy Gennaro? Is it Kate? Yeah, I did on Amazon. Yeah, where I, she's the assassin. Uh, Mary. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I, I enjoyed it. it. It was yeah, all right. Good. Yeah, I think of the Edgar Wright movie, the Scott Pilgrim. Scott, Scott Pilgrim. Pilgrim. Yeah. yeah. I think, about, and she was in a, in a season of Fargo. Yep, and she did. Uh, I didn't see the Cloverfield movie with her in it, but she was in one of those. Oh yeah, that's the one with Goodman, right? Yep. Yeah, ten that Cloverfield Lane. Yeah. yeah, I didn't see it. She's trapped in the basement. Yeah, I like her. Um, I agree. Uh, Scott Pilgrim is where I was like, ooh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And then this movie was directed by Len Weissman, mm-hmm. formerly married to Kate Beckinsale, and he directed her in all those <gasps> in all under- the underworld worlds, <laughs> which I think I incorrectly called Resident Evil on a previous pod. Let me correct that. I meant Underworld. <laughs> but yeah. Sale. Still, all time, all time, top three. <laughs> Number one in our hearts. Top three, <laughs> not three. Uh, do we have to talk about this next one? Not much. We could talk about the whole franchise <laughs> as a whole and just the fact that, yeah, they, like we've been saying, I think the whole time, they just blew it in, in this one, and and they took it, it. It's it's a generic script that really could have been anybody. They it could made have a just different movie any. and mm-hmm. called it a diehard movie. Yeah, 
and it, they just it was a mistake. Bruce, yeah. There was, I know I've said it before about it. there. I don't know if there's a good movie in there. Probably not in what was out there. But it's because they didn't try to make a Die Hard movie. There, yes, there's another. There's another. At least one. There's probably ten more good Die Hard movies that you could make. Yes. With a just, sun thing, if yeah, you want you the sun do a aspect, sun element. that's all doable without going to Moscow or doing that Moscow. But as long as he doesn't have to say he's on vacation five times over and over again, yeah. I was super. It drove annoying. me nuts. And and how about when he has, uh, assaults the driver for speaking Russian to him in Russia? <laughs> you think I? Understand you think I understand what you're saying? <laughs> no. Well, why? Why would he assume that yeah, you didn't? You just understand sold his him? car. Yeah. You're, you're in, you're the foreigner, dude. It was just like silly. <laughs> yeah, I just it was really really shitty. I, would Jack even be that easy to find? He's a, a, CIA, a CIA agent, and his newer cop buddy was like, "Oh yeah, here he is. He's in Russia." Well, because like, he got arrested. Still, that's probably how many Jason Bournes have you seen where anything that mentions Jason Bourne pops up? They're like, "We're on it." Like Langley, Langley would have been all over that and would have squashed it right away. Yeah, like, I mean it's it's a t- it's a terrible plot. Like it's bad. We can we can spend twenty minutes going through, yeah. but we're not going we're no, not going we're not. to. It was bad. Um, everything that was bad. Skip about the it. fifth one unless you're a completist and you feel yeah. like you have to. Which I I did. I got through it. it was, is it is it Jay Courtney or Jai Courtney? Jelani's your guy. Garbage. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were we were. I think we'd said it before, but we'll say it for the record now. Like, I, yeah, I feel like anything. Uh, I, I don't necessarily – I feel like he could make a good movie too, but he just hasn't, and he ruins all my favorite franchises. He's ruined this – well, I guess he didn't ruin it. He just made a, made a, the worst movie yeah. what um, other ones? in it. He's in the, he was in a Terminator movie that was not good. Um, I is it I Terminator Genesis? Uh, yeah. I bailed on okay. this. I think so this one. is what I was going to ask. Bruce Willis, Arnold Schwarzenegger, and Sylvester Stallone all have a movie franchise that goes at least five films. Mm-hmm. I think we've all just – decided or agreed that the fifth film in that franchise regardless of the franchise is off and jack cordy's in the fifth of all of them (laughs) and two of them in two in the The terminator and the other one is tommy gunn or tommy morrison in the rocky five Five. Five. i didn't hate rocky five as much as some people do (laughs) the expendables how deep are they i think they're three okay but they're all in that so yeah i think willis came on in the third one maybe yeah, and and Willis isn't gonna be making any more movies. Yeah, yeah, that's sad. So this was uh, P- uh, someone asked me they're like I, I told him we we're gonna be doing Die Hard, and they're like, "Are you doing it because of that?" I'm like, "No, it just was." Yeah, happened to happened to. Uh, we tied be... another hundredth episode with his uh, right. down, his medical downfall. Yeah, so uh, th- yeah. that's sad. But he and, and he's also been making a ton of movies. Uh, he's like made like yeah. ten or twenty movies in, in so the past years. It was twenty two movies in four years. Yeah, one of us like shared that. that article here the last year about how how many movies he made like in the last year and how awful they all. They're just were. like yeah. direct direct to DVD. So whether he knew it was going to be the end and it was like I'm just going to do as and much as I can. Got million, a million, you know, just want to make an extra twenty two million dollars or whatever. Right. Well, I don't know there. what he's getting paid anymore for some of those. Well, no, they said that he. That was the the reason is for the money, like basically. Well, I, I don't doubt that, but yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's too bad. Obviously, it it happens, but it sounds like the condition that Willis has is uh, not good. It's unfortunate. It's so. very unfortunate because you know we had these films, and you go, he goes on to make, you know, like Armageddon, guests in um, Ocean's Twelve, and you know has roles here and there that you kind you like are iconic, right? You, yeah. you will always think of Bruce Willis being in those roles and then especially being John McClane. So it's 
unfortunate that you know his career is ending on the way it is. Yeah, we could have, we could have used another. There was there was supposed, they are talking about a McLean like a prequel movie or something like that. I don't know if you guys have seen or heard any rumblings about that, but it's not Jack Cordy, is it? <laughs> I How Jack Cordy ended not. up in Russia? Like, oh, good. <laughs> And then you know Finally. they try to at the end of, at the at the end of this one they're just he's just like oh McLeans are hard to kill you know it's like they try to try to tie it back somewhat into the Die yeah. Hard thing right and like they would have known yeah they would have known him they would have they would have tracked John McLean moving across the world like yeah it driving the car why does he drive the the um, Jeep all over Jeep. all the cars all the cars like for what why why are you killing all these people or seriously no, injuring them that wasn't that they were off on a that wasn't people in those cars. It was like up on a platform. He was yeah. driving off the top to get to the bottom in the worst right. possible way. Off the way. car carrier. And then once he got done with the car carrier, he then just drove over cars. <laughs> At I least mean, 40 of them. The one the one thing I'll say, like this this movie perfectly highlights how boring action movies can be. Because like, even like, like none, oh, some I was, of the stunts. I went to my phone. Yeah, like some of like the stunts and like the action scene, like it, it looked, when I was looking at them, like, it doesn't look terrible. Like they spent money and on the effects, but yeah. like it's all for shit if, the, if there's... A terrible Just story. Just hanging out in yeah. Chernobyl, right? <laughs> like, why have that be the? <laughs> you got you couldn't have just got to a random place where you wouldn't die as soon as you went there. <laughs> Long ass car chase early on. That's for for nothing. Yeah, it's just all of it. Yep. Oh, also by the way, you who is the who's uh, the actor? The guy, his cop friend, who gives him the details. Oh yeah, uh, our guy from uh, Prison Break. Prison Break. Yes, oh, exactly. You guys love Prison Break. Yeah. <laughs> we, uh, I watched Prison Break. Yeah, <laughs> and then. Um, Cole Hauser is his handler in yeah brief brief appearance by Cole Hauser before he gets a bullet to the. I would dome. have taken Cole Hauser as his kid. <laughs> would have enjoyed that more. I would have taken all this Hodge as his kid. Sure, <laughs> sure. Just throw that random in there. Um, so when we were watching it, they go and they steal the Maybach, which, whatever, fine. You need another Mercedes Benz placement. So they steal it and then they drive to Chernobyl, and Jen's like. How are they just getting there as like the helicopter is landing? Like the helicopter was gone four hours before they even got the car. Like they would have been done. They would have gotten all the uranium and would have left by the time they pulled up. Yeah, it sucked. <laughs> it sucked. But how do you guys feel about the this movie, notwithstanding, like the franchise as a whole? Like, is this one Wait, of your real quick? Yeah, whatever we're talking about. Let's just leave the fifth Rank out of it because we all know the yeah. the fifth is the fucking worst after the for one through four are you absolutely yeah one two three four is my ranking okay you don't believe me no i well i think you know it's not a, it's you it, already admitted with a very close such. one one three two four okay i go one three two four. so four in my opinion is i think you're yeah you're light years it. better than two in my like it's not even close in my opinion i i'm one four three two okay. wow I, four, go, four i really three? like four i think it's really entertaining okay good yeah that's good. That's a good five. spot. One, four, three, two, five. <laughs> Way over uh, field over five. But yeah. But then so so that's ranking within the movie, uh, within the franchise. But uh, in terms of all the action, we've seen pretty much all the big all the big ones. We have not. Kind there's of one we haven't done. The, the Bourne stuff or what? what well, else? I, well, there's yeah, another there's, one there's, we haven't done. <laughs> I was gonna say yeah. Terminator. We haven't done. Oh yeah. yeah. That's what actually what I thought. Again, there's yeah. It, to me, like that's like a, a one and two. And the third one's actually not that bad either. And then you got to watch the fourth. And now we're complete. This. <laughs> yeah. And, and now we got to watch, all watch them all. Wait, is Jack Courtney in this? <laughs> I'm out. I'm out. Uh, maybe 200. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, but like of, of all the, I guess we don't have to, we don't have to say like if it's your favorite, but, um, but yeah, one, one, two, three, and four, I think are very all solid. That's a strong, that's four, a yes, strong four pack, strong four pack of yes. movies against, against anything else. Against an, any other franchise. I'll watch any of these over any of, any of the fast movies any day, <laughs> I guess is where I agree. I'm kind of going You're not, it. in my opinion, you're not finding four fast movies that come close to being as good no. as these four movies. The first four Rockies better. It feels like a different kind of movie, but I, I, I do get sucked into Rocky a, a decent amount, but I I will never seek it out. Like, I mean, I'm with, I'm with Martin there. First three Indiana Jones. We're talking about four movies. No, you can't I, start shaving movies off. The, <laughs> you, have to, you have to shave. <laughs> you, off have, you have to shave. You got you got to bring Crystal Skull into the conversation. <laughs> if you, <laughs> there are no Crystal Skulls in my world, which I have not seen, by the way. <laughs> you haven't? Yeah, I no. just don't even. Don't even but it's got Shia in it, though. I know. I probably should see it. With <laughs> no, a Disturbia. These, these are more bin. fun. Yeah. Nah, I mean nah, that's, that's probably not even true because those, are, those fun. are fun. I do love the third one. I would be that's, that's actually a trio we went. We actually do. should yeah. do that. Yeah. Um, if it, for nothing else, I'd like to rewatch them. Yeah. And yeah, Sean Connery and and yeah. Jen's never seen any of them. So good, and that's perfect for our Film Fathers podcast. Right. Yeah. Talk about Junior. <laughs> junior. <laughs> Last note: I think they asked Sean Connery to be the bad guy in the first Die Hard, but he oh. didn't want to do it. I mean that uh, that would have for sure worked. Yeah. But and you, like you said, we wouldn't. We might not have had Rickman as as we know and love. Yeah, we wouldn't be in love actually. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> Mister Takagi, <laughs> George Takei, Takai. Yeah, Takai. He yeah. was. He, he wanted. wanted that, and they wanted him, and his agents messed it up. Ah, and he like was pissed about it, and it just ended up being a guy. You're just going to have to kill me. <laughs> I cared about his employees. <laughs> As always, thank you for listening. Come out to the coast. We'll get together. Have a few laughs. Give us a follow on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook while you're out there. Thanks, and yippee ki motherfucker. Yeah.